leader and an EMS professional. You put your life on the line every day for others. You are a part of a worldwide brotherhood of dedicated servants, and you deserve better. We are often our own worst enemies, and it's time to own it. Let's work to improve and change the status quo. That change starts with us, right here, right now. In every situation we're faced with, as we see a need, we own it, and we act. Be the ideal firefighter you would want on your crew. Be ignited. Hey everyone, my name is Ryan Rodriguez and I'm the founder and your host for the Ignited Firefighter Podcast. The Ignited Movement is a battalion of first responders who challenge the status quo through a form of self-improvement and accountability. In each of these episodes, we discuss a myriad of different things challenging the fire service today, from leadership and tactics to how to improve ourselves physically as well as mentally. We aim to civilize the mind but make savage the body. And even though the focus is on the fire service, topics and principles we discuss span all kinds of professions. That being said, let's light the spark. The entire plight of the Ignited Movement is to challenge the status quo through self-improvement and accountability. You guys hear me say that all the time. But how exactly does one take active steps toward accountability? When I say the A word, people do one of two things. They get quiet and change the subject, or they ask me what I mean when I say accountability. Either way, it's a huge red flag that lets me know that there's a severe lacking of accountability among the ranks, or at the very least, a lacking in understanding of what it is. Only through an established system of accountability will an organization thrive and fulfill its purpose and vision. A lot of organizations flood their employees with policy after policy, regulating the most menial detail of our everyday operations. Administrators do this as a way to A, push liability onto the employee, and or B, establish a false sense of power and authority. Now, I say push liability onto the employee. I'm not saying push responsibility. We're all responsible for our own actions, of course, obviously. And we don't want to do things that would be uh, counterintuitive or counteractive to our mission, our vision, and our values. However, when administrators aren't willing to take the responsibility of their role in achieving the mission, vision, and values or adhering to those to those elements, they push it down the line as far as they can and hold the individual employee responsible for what they should be doing as administrators. And the the expectations, the integrity, and the practices that they should be establishing and making very clear. And I've said it before, and I'll say it again, until I'm proven wrong, organizations who use policy to govern its employees are openly displaying their inability to inspire and lead their people. One of the really cool uh, companies that I read about recently that has no vacation policy, none whatsoever. There is no policy in their entire workings in regards to vacation. Their employees take vacation as needed. Hey, I'm going to go to, I'm going to take a week off. That's great, but you still have this this job you need to do, and you still have these assignments that need to be done, and this deadline needs to be met. Yeah, I can meet them. 
as long as those things are met, as long as that person continues to do their job and do a quality job, they don't get, they don't get reeled in or reined in on their vacation use. Now, the interesting part of that is that people don't abuse it. They naturally feel a responsibility for their job. They naturally want to do a good job and they have a good job that pays a lot of money. So why are they going to jeopardize that in taking needless vacation time away from this thing that, that fulfills them and gives them purpose? The company I'm talking about is Netflix. Netflix does not have a vacation policy. You should read about it if you, if you can get a chance. Look it up online. It's very interesting. Their culture is fascinating. I, I will be the first to admit it's much easier to emphasize accountability with your team than it is to actually practice, uh, practice it and put it into to use. What's even more difficult is to make people want to be accountable, even or especially after they've been part of a system that's been more than comfortable with zero accountability. Now, I've witnessed leaders of organizations such as in the fire service uh, take on an attitude of the higher in rank they climb, the less they have to do. The, the higher in rank I am, the less I'm going to do around the firehouse. An entitlement attitude sets in. For example, while everyone's doing nightly chores or washing the truck, company officers sitting in the office or the recliner watching their favorite TV show or funny YouTube videos, whatever, they adopt the attitude that they've already spent their time doing that menial stuff, and now they don't have to do that once they're promoted. They don't have to do those menial tasks. They feel as if they're above them. What these leaders fail to realize is that their example of accountability, or lack thereof, I guess I should say, will flow down to their team. And this results in accountability being shirked from early on in people's careers all the way to the retirement day. It sets the tone for people's careers. This attitude sets the tone. Leaders must audit their own actions. They shouldn't rely on their executives or administrators to hold them accountable. They're going to, but they shouldn't rely on that. They should own it themselves and hold themselves accountable. I mean, we're all adults here, and, and we need to display to everyone around us that we've got no problem holding ourselves accountable. This will promote an environment where the people around that leader will naturally be inspired to do the same. Nurturing team members who are straightforward, thoughtful, and resolute in their approach to performing their job is crucial when trying to build a culture of organizational health. Accountability is a big part of that. But how do you take active steps toward accountability that are purposeful and measurable? Let's talk about five distinct ways that we can promote accountability within our sphere of influence. And by that, I mean the people that we are directly involved in. So the people on our crew, um, the other people on our shifts, and as it bleeds out, eventually the entire organization. So let's talk about those five things. First and foremost, identify the problem and be willing to act. In the fire service, we solve problems. That's what we do. No matter what the nature of someone's reason to call 911, the ultimate reason is that they need help solving a problem. We wouldn't imagine walking past a burning house or stepping over a victim and not coming to the realization that something needs to be done. We must take the same approach in regards to all the in-house problems that present themselves. To turn a blind eye to those issues could be compared to the attitude of someone who would step over a victim in a fire or 
not help a person on an EMS scene. And that's just unacceptable, flat out. That's the way it should be anyway. You have to show others that you care about what it is that you're charged with. You have to show people that you care about helping them in order to help and repair their lives to some semblance of normalcy. Why would we allow elements within our organizations to suffer and decay simply because we aren't in full turnout gear in order to face those problems? It's unacceptable. Regardless of the problem, we shouldn't ignore it. Understand that when it comes to accomplishing anything, without the will to act, training means nothing. Will is everything. This is how you see those incredible stories of people pulling lifeless babies from overturned cars and floods and bringing them back to life. Recognize that there's a problem and that something needs to be done about it. Number two, own it. This is like my catchphrase, guys. This is the thing I always say. Own it. It takes dramatic examples to shake people out of apathy. And oftentimes when a person takes steps towards shaking the system up, our response to these people typically (laughs) is to mock them or ridicule them. And that's just how it is. It's nature. When people do things different, people get upset. People get upset. They want things to return back to normal, back to the the comfortable way that they know how things operate. People get complacent and they get comfortable. And we see it all the time. It's comfortable to just sit in a recliner all afternoon and not do PT. It's easy to get fast food instead of make a plan for eating healthy while you're on or off duty. The people who are usually so quick to ridicule others are the first ones pointing their fingers when it comes to taking accountability and owning the situation. I just had an example of this manifest right in front of me a few weeks back. At my station, we have a custom-built 1,500-square-foot fitness center that can be accessed by anyone in the organization 24-7. And this isn't just limited to our firefighters and, and EMS workers. This is we, we open this up to law enforcement personnel as well. So as you can imagine, with all those people going through it, it tends to get dirty. So we established an agreement that every Sunday we would go and clean it. We'll vacuum, we'll mop, we'll clean off all the equipment and re-rack any weights that were left around on the floor. This facility, by the way, also has men's and women's showers and bathrooms. And so uh, every Sunday, we take a couple of hours, 911 calls permitting, and we give the fitness center a good cleaning, top to bottom. Now, I'm proud to do this personally. I'm proud to do this. The fitness center is somewhat of a legacy of a previous captain who retired. He led the construction effort and curated the initial equipment that went in uh, as a way to light the spark and establish a place where we can go to keep in shape for the job. And I see it as a physical manifestation of having no excuses for being out of shape or overweight as members of our organization uh, and, and the fire service in general. There's just no excuse. When this beautiful facility is provided, there's no excuse. I'd heard some members of another shift make the claim that they weren't going to clean it because they don't want to, quote, clean up after the cops. And they feel that they shouldn't have to clean up someone else's mess. Well, I have two obvious issues with this. Number one, our literal job in the fire service is to do our best to clean up other people's messes. Think about it. We respond to motor vehicle collisions in efforts to clean up the medical messes caused by other people. 
We respond to fires and efforts to clean up the mess caused by someone forgetting maybe some food on the stove or falling asleep with a cigarette burning. Number two, how you present your facility and apparatus to the public is a direct reflection of your level of professionalism and ability. If people see a fire truck that's poorly maintained and in dire straits, their confidence in our ability to perform in life-saving situations depletes dramatically, and rightfully so. We need to take ownership of our trucks and our facilities as if they were our own property. And that's how we should approach any situation. We should take on, we should take ownership of these situations as if, as if these people are our family, as if this situation is my personal responsibility. When we spend a third of our lives within the walls of our stations, wouldn't you want to make it a place of comfort and cleanliness instead of agitation and filthiness? Keep in mind, once a problem presents itself to you, own it. Take on that responsibility, even if you aren't the cause of the problem. It'll show an active system of accountability for the sake of removing problems and restoring and maintaining order within organizations that we fought so hard to become a part of. Number three, reinforce positive empowerment. It's infuriating to watch someone who doesn't ever hold to the standard get praised for the one time that they do. This completely undermines the efforts of those who've been showing up uh, 100% every single day. It sends the message that consistent and quality work isn't what matters, and that what does matter is mediocre mediocre performers rising to the challenge sometimes. It's incredibly debilitating and it decimates morale. You've got to give the people credit who are continually performing and moving the organization toward its vision. Or those people could very well easily stop performing as they, as they lose external incentive to do so. It's a very few people who keep that internal motivation to keep, to keep on doing that thing and to keep on holding to that standard. Give credit where credit is due, guys. No exceptions. If you like the guy or not, if you like the girl or not, give them credit for doing the job well. Empowering team members is a great way to reinforce their desire to keep performing. It lets us know that we're supported and that our efforts aren't going unnoticed. So let me show you what empowerment looks like. On a cold and windy day, um, while getting off the truck one time, while we were shopping at the grocery store to do our grocery shopping for the shift, we came in contact with a young man who was in multiple layers of stained and ragged clothing. And it looked like he'd been on the street for quite a long time. We greeted him, and he immediately asked us if we had any extra socks he could have to keep his feet warm. That was the, that's what he met us with. It wasn't, hey, how's it going, or I'm doing good. We asked him, hey, how's it going, man? And he said, do you guys have any socks? I mean, obviously he wouldn't be, he wouldn't go right to that if the poor guy wasn't suffering, right? We asked him if he could kind of hang out where he was for about 10 minutes. And he was like, yeah, you know, I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> we went inside the grocery store and purchased several pairs of socks, new, warm, thick socks for this guy. We immediately went back outside and delivered them to him, who had tears in his eyes of just pure gratitude. And I tell you this story not to boast or not to be like, look how great my crew is. Look how great we are. But 
to have you think about the needless restriction that a policy of, quote, not making personal purchases while on duty would have on this specific type of situation. Isn't our job to serve the community? We can do this in big ways in putting out structure fires, but we can also do it in small ways like this, where we can give this poor guy some warm socks to wear. Just something small. Something small to us. Something huge to him. That was huge for him. Restriction placed on us to do what we can, to do what we can not, not only to serve the community, but be respectable human beings would do nothing for any one of the people involved in this situation. Empower your team and let them know what they do matters. Number four, set high expectations for you and your team. Without an expectation for performance, there will be no performance. <laughs> Think about it. We all come to work and we are expected to run calls. And if we don't do that thing, that is literally the basis for our existence, then we won't be paid to do that job much longer. It'll be see ya, out the door, here's your boots, get walking. That goes along with any profession. If you're not performing the thing you're expected to perform, you're going to be asked to leave. You're going to be fired. However, there are those people who come to work and only do that very bare minimum. They only do just enough to get by, just enough not to get fired. Are those people fun to be around? Usually not. Not in my experience, anyway. These are the people who are burned out and just come to work, take up space, perform at the bare minimum, and then whine and complain about how terrible things are. If you hold yourself to a higher expectation and start acting on the standard you're holding yourself to, then people around you will take notice. They'll start looking at you different. For example, if you like working at a well-maintained and landscaped fire station and you make the decision to take those elements on as your personal responsibility and you go out and get to work, then I can almost guarantee you that at least one other crew member will come out and start helping you, if not ask you, hey, do you need help with anything? Is there anything I can do? Maybe you just want to go out and do some yard work and kind of clear your mind, but I can, I can almost guarantee you that someone will come out and ask if they can help or they'll just get to it. Our profession is based on hard work, and it's based on people. It's full of people who don't shy away from that hard work. However, the complacent attitudes and behaviors that have plagued our profession as of late demean and undermine that sense of pride and ownership that we should be openly displaying to the public and to each other. Set your expectations high for yourself, and if you're in a leadership position, for your team. Number five, last but not least, track and post your progress. What gets measured gets improved. You'll hear me say this over and over again, guys. I say it to my physical training clients. I say it to the firefighters that I help get back into shape. And I say it to my kids. What gets measured gets improved. It is impossible for you to improve anything if you don't know the starting point, if you don't have a reference point. Think about the fuel indicator on your car. How often would you find yourself stranded if you never measured it and refilled your tank? It's impossible to grow or even maintain if you aren't willing to measure where you're at. An example of doing this could look like this. I told you about the fitness center that we have, the big, beautiful fitness center uh, at my organization and how me and my crew take pride in keeping it clean and orderly for others to use. 
I mean, we keep it clean for ourselves too, but the idea is that we keep it clean because we want to A, honor the legacy of those who built it, and B, provide a place where people can focus on getting a good workout in and not being distracted or turned off by a nasty and messy environment. One way that tracking and posting progress uh, could look is by hanging a chart that shows the days that month that um, has a place where people can sign their initials so it openly shows that that crew or those people have cleaned it. This brings accountability out in the open for everybody to see. Posted right there. Anyone can look at it. Will there be some people who just pencil whip it and don't do the work? Yeah, maybe. However, if that's happening among other crews, then there's a bigger problem lurking among your members. This is a lack of integrity and respect that those, I'm sorry, um, it's a lack of integrity and respect. And those are pretty big issues. And maybe that's, those are topics for another show. But if you think about it on a personal level and ask yourself, am I okay with signing my name to this? It comes down to individual accountability and integrity. But as long as you are displaying your willingness to adhere to that standard in a very public and consistent way, you will show those around you that you're willing to do what it takes to be the ideal firefighter you would want working on your crew. As May is Mental Health Awareness Month, let's talk about the applications for mental health in regards to accountability. Without clear direction or set of standards, chaos thrives. By nature, our job is to deal with chaos and bring back order to pretty much any situation. That being said, we have downtime for a reason. The human brain simply cannot effectively function if we are constantly dealing with chaos without reprieve. This is why we need to get quality sleep and exercise. This is why those elements need to be included into our routine. Because the mental toll that these 911 calls take on us aren't just related to our physical condition, but it's also related to our mental well-being. And getting that sleep, getting that exercise, allow us to reset, allows our, our brains and our emotions to take a rest, and exercise allows us or provides us with an avenue to work through those emotions and work it out. Establishing a set of standards and a system of accountability will create order and peace for those moments you have to relax and unwind between calls. And these techniques we talked about aren't just uh, isolated to your workplace. These can be taken into your personal lives as well. When we get off shift, our homes should be a place where we can go shake off the events of the shift and refill our motivation. Building a system within your crew where there's not tension among members and you're all on the same page provides you with the ability to lower your guard because you know that your crew will have your back. And if you aren't finding that among your crew, then there are some things you can do. I've built or I've created a program that will help you build that sense of respite and trust. It's called Crew Builder. And it's six weeks long. And just like anything else in life, you'll get out only what you put into it. I go week by week and give you personal insight as well as tasks that you need to complete in order to take steps toward building a crew that knows who each other are and knows what the goals and standards are of its members. I also hold a weekly live chat so we can go over each week's tasks as well as lessons learned from the week before. This is accountability in action, guys. It's a great place to start if you're having trouble connecting with your crew, if you want to set up some kind of system for accountability and progress. 
This kind of purposeful action establishes you as a leader for positive change and not only affects you and your crew, but over time it bleeds to your organization as a whole. I'll be opening up registration for Crew Builder 2019 in June, and we'll get started in July. I'm going to be posting the details on the Ignited website very soon uh, at www.ignitedff.com, so keep an eye out for that. I get it, guys. Accountability is hard. It is. It's tough. You got to be consistent. You have to openly display it. However, when it is present within any organization, team members naturally adhere to expectations, and it takes the organization one step closer to detoxifying your work environment. People tend to think of being held accountable as punitive, um, when in fact, it should be utilized in the exact opposite way. It should be used as a proactive and progressive tool toward improvement, not a punitive reaction to a situation. Keep in mind that by holding yourself accountable to a standard, you're building mental strength and discipline, which is, which is great for your personal development, and it greatly affects your mental health in a positive and constructive way. I'd like to do an Ask Me Anything episode really soon, guys, hopefully episode 25, if I can get enough questions. So that being said, please submit your questions to the Ignited Firefighters Facebook group or just email them directly to me at ignitedff at gmail.com. As always, thanks for listening, guys. And I hope as we get further along in this effort, we become closer to our crew members, our friends, and our families. It's important for us to discuss the things that challenge us in the field, as well as the things that may be challenging us at home. Thank you so much for listening. It really means a lot. All of your support. I mean it, guys. Do me a favor. Please subscribe and share this episode with someone you think should hear it. As we delve deeper into these issues, we can come together and help each other learn and grow. Remember, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at IgnitedFF. Join the Ignited Firefighters Facebook group, guys. This is our tribe. This is where firefighters and EMS professionals can come together and discuss challenges that we face, and it allows us to connect with others who are dealing with those same challenges. Also, it's that time, everyone. I've been talking about the 12-Day Leadership Challenge, and it has arrived. I'm going to be posting the details and the resources for the 12-Day Leadership Challenge in the Ignited Firefighters Facebook group on Monday, May 20th. I've been teasing it for a few weeks now, and it's time to launch. This is a challenge for each of us to personally take on in efforts to help initiate a leadership mentality and lead our team to success. This is for any one of you, regardless of the rank you hold. I don't ask anyone to do something that I'm unwilling to do myself, so in that spirit, I'm going to be joining in on the challenge too. Thanks again for listening, guys. And until next time, if you see a need, own it and take action. Be the ideal firefighter you would want on your crew. Be ignited. <laughs>